0: Hi there, my name is Dr. Pragenta and I'm the host of the Dr. Nurse Podcast. I'm an advanced nurse practitioner, and I wanna be your guide into the world of nursing professions. This podcast is a platform for nurses to share their journeys as they made their way in the diverse field of nursing as either entrepreneurs, academia, private practice, or even the corporate world. I think we should celebrate just how diverse the field of nursing is through mentoring one another with the stories of our career journeys nothing is too mundane because each journey is unique. This podcast will showcase career options to encourage nurses to view their degrees with a business mindset. After all, we work in the healthcare business and ultimately I hope I might inspire you to make a change if you're looking for something different. I am motivated to see you live your best nursing life and that looks different for everyone. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast and let's get started with today's guest. Hi, Savannah, welcome to the Dr. Nurse podcast. So happy to have you on today. Yes, uh, I'm super stoked. I have on today the net worth nurse, Savannah. Is it Arroyo? Is that how I pronounce your last name? Yes. Oh, perfect. She has been pretty much building her brand and her business online teaching nurses how to get involved in real estate. One of my best friends reached out to me and was like, Sandra, you have to check out this nurse. I reached out to her and I'm able to sit down and have a chat with her. She is an RN with a master's degree in leadership administration, which she completed in 2015. And she also has her BSN that she completed in 2013, clearly. She's going to come on today, today, guys, and, and just explain her journey, how she got to where she is today pass on a couple nuggets to our listeners and you guys got to check her out. She wants nurses to be free. She and I really connect over those concepts. Savannah, welcome.
1: Yeah, no, thank Thank you. you. I'm super excited to be here. I love connecting with other nurses, especially on podcasts. This is fun.
0: Tell us a little bit about your current role, your job title. What do you do for a living?
1: I've worked in a bunch of different specialties throughout nursing. I went up to, I was in school in Sacramento, really knew from a young age I wanted to go into nursing. I just loved the profession, loved the uh, flexibility and the different specialties within it. Moved into that right out of high school, graduated from Sacramento up in NorCal at in 2013, and then I worked in a couple of different specialties. Did oncology, med search, telly, Then I ended up going back to school, got my master's degree, in nursing leadership and administration. Really, just because I was taking on different leadership roles, process improvement stuff. I was just naturally drawn to it. Went back, got my master's degree, and then relocated down to Los Angeles, California, for love. My husband was down here, and my most recent job, I was working full-time at a hospital here in LA as the assistant nurse manager for perioperative services. So cath lab specials, GI, I saw the, oversaw the PIC team and non-invasive cardiology, a bunch of different specialties. But I had um, started investing in real estate at the beginning of 2020 to allow myself kind of the freedom and flexibility to move to a per diem role eventually. And so I was actually able to do that within the last few weeks. I stepped down from that position and working on my real estate business full-time. And now now I work per diem at a hospital in the pre-op area. So love the flexibility of nursing and that it's allowed me to do that. It's been amazing.
0: So how did you figure out how to initially get involved in real estate? What piqued your interest, especially in California?
1: (laughs) Right. I know, right? I'm in Los Angeles too. At the beginning of 2020, I just had my second daughter and I was at home on maternity leave and just thinking about how I had to go back to work when she was three months old and hand her over to someone. That feeling of, I didn't even get a choice. I have to hand over my baby because I have to go to work and get a paycheck. So that feeling of, of like, I am a slave to this job type thing. And I I love nursing and I love my job, but it was just, when it came to that, it kind of shifted my priorities. And so my husband and I were thinking like, okay, we have two daughters under the age of two. Now What we're trying to, we want to be involved in their lives as much as possible as they're growing up, as they start having soccer practice and swim lessons and all that fun stuff. We want to be flexible and available for them. And so we both work Monday through Friday, eight to five jobs. It just really wasn't there. And so we were trying to figure out ways that we could bring in passive income or multiple streams of income or really build our wealth so we could have the time freedom. And so we started educating ourselves, looking at different strategies. I mean, up until then, we had been putting... 15 to 20% of our paychecks towards retirement. And that's a big chunk of money. It was a good thing. People were congratulating us. Like you're going to be set by retirement age. Like you guys are doing the right thing. And it was just like, are we though? Like we can't touch this money until we're 59 and a half. Like how it just didn't feel like we were doing the right thing. And so we found real estate. We started watching YouTube videos, listening to podcasts. We bought a bunch of different books and just kind of, dove into everything we could. I mean, I was on maternity leave walking around the park and I would just listen to podcasts on 2X speed and just listen to as many as I could go on two hour walks and started learning about real estate and just listening to all these people that were out there doing it and making it work and all the different strategies and me and my husband were like, all right, like, I right, let's do it. And so we didn't really have money to start investing, but we were in the process of potentially refinancing our house to bring down the interest rate. And our lender, we worked with an amazing lender who I had kind of told him we were interested in real estate investing, but didn't have money. And he was like, Hey, do you have over a hundred thousand dollars worth of equity in your home? And I'm like, do I like, what is that? I, I literally had no real estate knowledge. I'm like, what is equity? Like, what can I do with that? And he was like, if you you can take it out and use it to buy, buy investment properties. And it was such a switch of, oh, this is how you leverage debt. And you hear about people doing that. But when it comes to maybe friends and family, people are like, oh, don't do it. It's risky. Don't don't pull out a second mortgage. Like, why would you do that? But then when you talk to people in the space that are leveraging debt, buying investments, wealthy, building wealth, it was like, oh, this is what they're doing. They're taking out this loan a hundred thousand dollar loan at three and a half percent interest rate and using it to invest in assets that are earning us 15 to 20 percent average annualized return. It's a no-brainer mathematically. And so that's kind of how we got started investing in real estate. And then I kind of moved into multifamily syndications and pairing up with healthcare healthcare professionals and all that.
0: So is that so I guess the first question I have is are you doing the fixing of these homes? Because I kind of felt like when I've talked to my husband about similar concepts, well, what if they need repairs? That's the part that starts to kind of pull away at the money that you're making is because you've got to repair the facility, whatever building you buy or house or whatever, or in your case, multiplexes where you're having multiple people staying in, in your building, how did you overcome that hurdle? Because that's one of the things in my mind that I was like, that's a hurdle. Like that's risk. That's even more risk than just buying the building. I could buy the building, but how do I keep up with it? You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, that is nerve wracking for sure. So for us, we originally were going to go out, we learned about the burn method. So if anyone doesn't know what that is, you're buying a house really below market value, you're renovating it, putting a renter in it, refinancing it to really pull all that capital back out and repeat it. It's a real estate strategy out there that we were set on doing. And we were thinking of investing in Atlanta, Georgia. But as we started researching it, we didn't feel comfortable overseeing a complete renovation across the country. And so we ended up buying new built townhomes, and then shifted into multifamily syndications, which are us going out and buying apartment complexes with a group of people. So people who want to passively invest. Yeah, it's, it's such an amazing concept. And it's allowed us like when we started investing in real estate, people were like, Oh, I want to get started. Can I partner with you? Can we hand you over money and you kind of do it for us type thing? And we realize there's a term out there for this. It's called syndications and real estate syndications allow people to pool together resources. So we have people that passively invest with us. They hand over their money. We go out and we buy apartment complexes, which overall have way less risk involved, huge returns because you have multiple tenants and they're paying all this stuff. So um, really, really high returns in these assets. And so now we go out and pair with like a lot of healthcare professionals. I have nurses and doctors who wanna get involved in real estate, earn double what they're earning in the stock market through their retirement accounts. And so they invest with us passively. We go out and buy apartment complexes and yes, they need a lot of work. So we're pretty much flipping these apartment complexes over a three to five year period, going out and buying something completely undervalued, rents really below market, something that needs a lot of work. And we're going and doing the work. And then through a three to five year period, we flip it and we're able to sell it for a huge, huge value. So during the three to five year period, we're cashing out our investors. We send them checks every three months. And then when we go to sell the building, they get all their money back that they invested pretty much double is what we're looking at. So Yeah. yeah, it's an amazing strategy that is a huge hurdle of overseeing the renovation. So my husband and I have worked really hard to build out teams. So we invest in Oregon. Our apartment complexes are up there. So we've created a really good team of contractors, property managers, brokers, lenders, and that's really just built over communication and finding people who you work with. Trust. We have specific yeah. strategies in mind and we make that clear to people of what we wanna do and if they, if they can come on and help us out with it. And so that's kind of how we develop relationships and partnerships to help us with a lot of that stuff
0: that makes sense that makes sense because it just would feel pretty overwhelming especially if you're investing in places that are far away from you you don't know like how's the work looking and again my parents were involved in real estate and i hear that they're constantly like i got to go check on this i got to go check on that and so whenever you're you're far away from it it would feel like it would be even more tedious and require a lot of trust to invest, but I think that's incredible. You're right. Make a good team and you just have to delegate. We learn that in nursing, right? I mean, (laughs) that's what's so great about being a nurse is that these concepts that we learn in nursing school reverberate in different areas. And so you just have to go like, I know how to do that. I know how to delegate. Like, I know exactly what that looks like. I've just got to go ahead and make a really good team. And I know that CNA is going to make sure the job is done right. I'm going to go get her (laughs) because she's going to go make sure it's done right. And so that's just, that's really cool. And that's really neat that that translates directly into that. So, as you were kind of moving along this career path, and and what else have you developed along your way? Because I feel like when I've been kind of stalking you online and just kind of figuring out what you were all about, I saw that you're also about to launch a podcast. You are involved in course creation. And is that Mm -hmm. for nurses? like specifically for nurses to get into real estate if, if there's a nurse that's like, okay, so how can Savannah help me bridge these gaps?
1: Yeah, and totally. So I mean, that was kind of exactly it. as we were going out and doing these real estate deals. And I would just come into work and people would be like, Oh, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, I went and saw one of our apartment complexes that we're building, just casually bringing it up. Right. And people are super interested in real estate. And when I started explaining why I'm taking, I was putting 15 to 20% towards my retirement. Now I don't, I put 3%, which is matched not anymore, actually, because I'm per diem. but I changed that. And then now I'm investing all that stuff towards real estate. It was really just talking to nurses about it. And then hearing nurses, especially throughout the pandemic of being like, there's got to be another way. Like I want the time freedom. I want the flexibility. I don't want to have to beg for PTO from my employer. I don't want to have to do all this stuff for this career and and not leave any time at home for family and personal, even self care is just like completely neglected within nursing that I've seen. And so I became super passionate of sharing this with nurses and tell showing them how easily they can get started investing through one of these syndication deals. And I started helping a bunch of nurses start investing with me. And then I realized there wasn't a lot of information out there. So as I started explaining syndications, no one knew what it was. And so I'm like, all right, I got to create some sort of educational platform. And that's when I launched net worth nurse and started doing YouTube videos. I started jumping on podcasts to share my story, to help motivate other nurses or women or people wanting to get into real estate that's huge for me, the storytelling aspect of it. And I started putting out blogs, just a bunch of different educational content. So when nurses were interested and they had more questions, I could say, hey, check out my website. I have a bunch of information on there. And then if they wanted to move forward and invest, I have weekly meetups that I do for real estate investing. And then the course creation has been like people as my my social media following has grown, I have people reaching out to me almost every day asking how to get started. And I realized I don't have any type of formal coaching and people are wanting that. And I personally went through a coaching program, so I know how valuable that is to people. And so it really motivated me to create a course. And so I've been doing that. Yeah, I'm launching it probably by the time this podcast episode airs. I'm gonna be um, already launching it. It's gonna be a very immersive extensive real estate course. And then we have a personal finance course. Cause I realized there was a lot of nurses who were like, I don't even know how to get out of student loan debt and credit card yeah. debt. I don't even know how much to contribute to my 401k or what is an IRA? I did a personal finance course and a real estate course, and they're both going to be launched separately with individual coaching for them so that there's a lot more interaction and accountability, some handholding, which people want as they start learning yeah. about some of this stuff. And so that's really been the huge motivation behind all this is like the gap for nurses. And I just have So much respect and love for the nursing profession that I just want to close that gap as much as possible, give people the option to have this time freedom in their life.
0: Yeah, I like that. One of the podcasts I recorded earlier was with Jill Jill Weberding, and she talks a lot about nurses have such a unique ability to, in the hospital, to identify gap closures or gaps that they can then close. And it is something that, again, I think our training also helps us do because When you're looking at a patient and they are, the the doctors prescribe something and you're like, okay, but the patient doesn't have a car. So like, how are they supposed to do that? Like we notice where the gaps are because we're so close to people. Right. And so again, that just goes back to how our training is relevant because we're already doing that work every day. So I just encourage nurses, wherever you are in your life, be looking around for gaps, not just at your job but in the world around you, because when you do that, you can find a niche just like you did. And you were able to step into that spot and fill it. Like I can fill this hole. I enjoy this. I like it and I'm good at it. And so people are recognizing that in you and they are responding. And I think every nurse has that capacity. And I think that more of us need to be tapping into that because we are close to where the gaps are. So let's fill them. And
1: Yeah, nurses are superheroes for real. I mean, I've just worked with so many nurses who, exactly like you said, just close the gaps. Like they see things from such a higher level that a lot of other people don't see. And that's why you see in healthcare that nurses are moving up into the majority of administrative leadership positions at a hospital are now ran by nurses. And I love it so much because the critical thinking aspect is there, the time management, the organizational skills, all of that. And I mean, those are all the skills that you need to go out and buy real estate and invest in real estate and start your own business and be an entrepreneur. And so exactly like you said, a lot of what I do even initially with nurses is just encourage and motivate them to like, You can do this. If you are a rock star nurse, what you do at the hospital day to day, you can go out and create a business. You have the skills, you have what it takes. Like your nurses make the best entrepreneurs.
0: I agree. I totally agree. And so let's go back a little bit. Tell me about one of the biggest successes of your career so far. And I'm talking not your nursing career, working because you were able to move up into a position of leadership while you were working, but just also in your real estate career. Has there been a moment where you were like, after you got your first building or, or after you, Where were these moments, these little times throughout your career that you said that was a real high.
1: Definitely moving into my first like leadership position within healthcare. Cause I was still a pretty, not new nurse, but a younger nurse. And I realized that there is so much power in leadership and Unfortunately, a lot of people don't want to move into that position because you have to deal with a lot of BS. So you have to deal with situations, hard doctors, hard nurses, hard patients. It's difficult, but it is also so rewarding. I have I learned early on that in my leadership roles, just supporting my team is everything. And just my day-to-day would be going out, rounding on my units and checking in with nurses and seeing what I could do to support them. And that just went such a long way. And just being super genuine, really paid off in in my nursing career. And then also my professional career of going out and doing this real estate thing, because having the huge imposter syndrome of like, Ooh, I'm a nurse. I'm going into this real estate syndication world that's dominated by men. It's dominated by big, big players in the game who you feel like have been in it forever, who come from a lot of money. It's a very difficult mindset shift to move into that space and be like, I deserve to be here. And right. so really kind of just the support of my family, my husband, that kind of stuff, it, it goes a long, long way. But really the empowerment that you feel as you step into those positions and really just be your most genuine self of, hey, I'm out here doing this, sharing your story. This is providing value to people, supporting people. If you come at your life or difficult situations or your career that way, it just it takes off, it goes so far and it provides so many opportunities to add value. And like you said, close the gaps. It's been great.
0: Yeah. So tell me about a time that you've had to overcome a challenge. Did something not work for you? Did something fall apart that you were thinking, oh, this is it. They've caught me. I'm an (laughs) imposter. Like, is it, did anything like that happen along the way?
1: Yeah, definitely. So in one of our, well, in our first deal, it was a 12 unit apartment complex. We raised money from friends and family just for that deal that they were investing in. And there was a storage unit in the building that we were going to convert to a studio unit, which allowed us to generate monthly income by having a tenant in place and all this stuff. And we vetted it out before we uh, closed on the property. We vetted it out with a contractor, an engineer, with our property management team and all this stuff. And they said it was a go. And we were really relying on them and their specialties to guide us in this direction. And The contractor gave us the green light. So we ended up closing on the property, started moving forward on converting it. And they went to pull permits from the city and it was a no-go. There was no way we could turn it. And seriously, my heart dropped when I got the email at work. I had to go outside. I felt like panic mode, that flight or fight. And I was just like, no way. We have money invested in this. My father-in-law has money invested in it. It was just like a what in the world? Like I felt like we had done everything right. But the thing is in real estate and just life in general, any job you go out and you're confronted with situations like that. And you, my husband and I, I think what makes us so successful at this is that when we're confronted with a problem, we look at it, but we don't dwell on it. It's not like a blame game. We weren't trying to shift the blame or justify anything. It was like, all right, this is what happened. What do we do next? Like, how can we solve this problem? And which I think is a huge skill in nursing too of like, all right, what do we need to do to to kind of fix this? And so pivot pivot mode. And so we started brainstorming of different ways that we could c- come above on this. And and we ended up turning it into a paid storage thing, chopped it up into seven different storage units that were now That's renting nice. out to tenants and now that same income actually more oh. in the, right. So it's like you have to get creative and if we would have had a, a negative mindset, victim mindset, it probably would have been a lot different, but we were just like, all right, how do we fix this? Ended up moving forward. And that's kind of how we handled that problem. But it, it hurt. It stung. I'll never forget how I felt when I saw that email come in and I was just like, no way. <laughs> so, but we have overcame.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think that's another important fact to, to kind of rest on real quick is just the fear is there it's there. Like you could have like shut down and be like, Oh my God, what are we gonna do? We got to get out of this deal. Like this isn't, and you just were like, Nope, let's calm down. Because in the moment when you're also in a room with a patient and I've been in the room when I've been in, I'm like, this patient's not doing well. I could be freaking out or I can just be calm and figure out what we need to do in here. I need to call a coach. Like whatever it right. is that I need to do, like you could panic or you could just take a second breathe and figure out, all right, how do we turn this round upside down? And once you s- just slow down, now all of a sudden you can turn it into something that's even better than you even thought. And so that's another thing that I feel like constantly I find with people that are worried about starting their own side hustle, looking in and learning about something new or, or taking their career in someplace in a different direction, like going per diem or part-time or whatever it is. It's that what lies on the other side behind fear is always something sweeter. If you just keep going, you just don't give up, keep pushing and don't panic because it's it's always going to be coming at you. You just have to keep keep persistent keep i keep your eye on the why keep your eye on what you're trying to do and it all works out just-
1: totally yeah the book grit by angela duckworth is just all about that grit mindset of overcoming pushing through and I mean, even when we encounter stuff like that, my husband always reminds me like, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Like this is the breaking point for a lot of people. When you encounter these situations, some people will drop it and turn away or freeze or not handle and overcome. What makes the difference between people is pushing through, keep going. And the the reality is if you're going out and doing something new, starting a new business, getting into a new specialty, anything, like you're gonna encounter those situations. Even graduating as a new nurse, you're like, terrified of making a med error, right? Like that's like the biggest fear of making a med error. But it happens. It, it occasionally happens and you hope it's not a life-threatening situation, but sometimes it happens and then it's like, okay, how 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 does this make me feel? How do I prevent it from happening again? It's like almost you have to make some of these mistakes to realize, okay, this is now what I'm gonna do and put all these systems in place so that it never ever happens, happens again. again.
0: Yeah, that's a great book. That book by Angela Duckworth. I yeah. like how she talks about the resiliency. And that's what you're describing is the resiliency to keep going. I'm gonna show up every day even though it's hard. And even mm-hmm. though I don't feel like I'm capable and even though I don't even though something bad has happened, like a med error. And I've experienced that as well where I've made a mistake and I'm still here. You're yeah. gonna be okay. Yes. I, I still have my license. I have made those errors. You're not going to be negligent. That's that's different. Yes. Like you said, put those systems in place that you're not going to take out more than one patient's med at the time. I'm not going to do that. That's gonna that's gonna set me up for an error. And so you learn those things and you learn again. That's why nurses make such good business owners is and because they are so resilient. We keep yeah. showing up even after you make a mistake you got to go to work the next day. Even after you made a mistake, you're like, I don't want to go back. I don't want to see that patient. I made a mistake. And you're like, nope. Hi, I'm your nurse. I'm so sorry. I'll see you. Like, I'll be back in your room. You have to just keep showing up despite despite what goes on. You have to keep showing up. So... All right. And then did anybody mentor you along the way, as you've gone through this journey, I think you had said earlier, you'd done like a coaching program. So yeah. Did you have any mentors?
1: Definitely for sure. Not really in nursing leadership, which was a huge struggle. I was moving into leadership and administration positions without any type of real leadership, which was a big struggle. And honestly, kind of moving into that position, I ended up going back like a year later and coming, coming to my CNO of like, Hey, maybe we can work on this in the future. Cause I was kind of thrown into some of these positions and didn't have a lot of resources and kind of support through it. But definitely in the estate world, we actually invested paid money for a paid coaching program. And that was because we I've listened to tons of podcasts. i Tiger Woods has a coach. He's one of the best golfers in the world. People maintain these coaches. And that's really what takes them to the next level. I mean, even you hear about all these uh, stars and influencers with life coaches, having that one on one personal connection with someone really does take you to the next level. And so we did do a paid coaching program when we moved into real estate multifamily, because we were raising money and doing legality. So we wanted to make sure we were doing everything the right way. And so it was super important for us to invest in something like that. And yeah, now that's something that my husband and I both do, because we realize the value in it and how many people want it. So that's something that we offer as well is the coaching.
0: Yeah. So over the course of your career, what would you say has been the most worthwhile investment you have made in yourself?
1: I would definitely say my master's degree. I That opened a lot of doors that I didn't necessarily think it was going to. I had no desire to go back to school to get my master's degree. But when I graduated with my bachelor's degree in 2013, I was in California trying to get a job and it was so hard for a new grad to get a job. And I was applying and applying for 10 months before I found my first job. But after six months, I was like, I cannot sit here and not do anything. I wanted to be working so bad. And so that's when I enrolled in the master's program at that point and then started going through it. I finally got my first new grad job because it does happen and ended up going through that. And it's opened a lot of doors within my professional career as a nurse. I've made so many connections at the hospital just by moving into those positions. I felt like as a leader, I was able to really create a lot of good change in the units and departments I was working in. I loved that side of it. And I feel like it's also given me the skills that I've needed to start my own business and, and my real estate business and still connect and grow relationships with other people. It's been very valuable.
0: That's awesome. And this is before my last question. So my second to last question, again, just because I think you're so interesting what you do. How can a nurse today change her net worth? What is one thing if you had to give her one piece of advice to change her net worth right now, what would you tell her to do?
1: I would say, look at your income and expenses and your budget, make a budget. I think a lot of people don't even do the basics of making a budget. And so they don't really know where their money is going and how much money they have coming in. And I think the first time I made a budget, I realized, wow, I'm making good money and it doesn't feel like it because I have these expenses in my life that I don't, wasn't really even accountable for. They were just going to restaurants and doing other stuff as as a young nurse, that what I was doing and yeah, spending yeah. my money. But as I said, I know, right? I sat down and made my budget and was, oh, there's a lot of power in this. I'm making oh, good money, on. and I can now take this and do other things with that. I can go out and buy a house. And so I think making that budget at first. I mean, every business runs on a P and a profit and loss. That's how businesses run. They're constantly tracking their profits and then their loss through expenses and other. Payment, So that's something that I think nurses need to do to take that first step. Once you identify that, then you can say, oh yeah, I want to go out and invest here and learn about this and other strategies.
0: Yeah. Because I think what you just described was as you create discipline in your life, you actually create freedom. And that's what people don't connect to, right? They think that like, oh, I just want freedom. And unfortunately, the only way you get freedom is through the discipline. And the discipline is the, well, this is the hardest thing to do is of yourself. <laughs> to discipline yourself is the hardest thing because you have to really take a look in the mirror at yourself and really pick out, I'm my biggest enemy here, right? Because we can make so much money as nurses, but at the time when your kid is on the planet and you're looking at him and you have to hand him to somebody to take care of, if you to discipline yourself prior, you could be in a different position where you can go, I don't have to do that. It gives you freedom to go, I don't got to give my kid to anyone. I'm going to take care of them. And so I think that that is super sweet and amazing and so empowering. My very last question for you, and I want to be respectful of your time, Savannah, is what advice do you give to a new nurse starting off in her job and her career? She doesn't know what to do. She's got a diploma in hand. What is something you wish somebody would have told you before you became a nurse? And give me a piece of advice that she's going to hear that you're going to tell her to toss aside. So a piece of advice to hold on to and a piece of advice to toss.
1: Okay. A piece of advice to toss is that you have to start off in med surge. I think that that is, I'm sure you probably hear that on the panel all the time. It's a, if you, as a nurse, there are so many different specialties. And if you want to go out there and do a specific specialty, go out and do it. You don't have to start in med search. And I don't, I'm not going to knock med search because I started in med search and it really did give me a foundation of skills that then I was able to look at and be like, yeah, I don't really like med search anymore. I'm going to move into the, this side of nursing type thing. And so I, that would be definitely something to hand out. Something to hold onto is really that you can go out and do what you want to do and make a difference. And I would, I would say actually to not fall into the hospital politics and drama, like the, the drama that you encounter as a new nurse coming into the hospital, you're new, you don't know what's going on. You hear these older nurses complaining and venting about everything. And it can be so easy to just kind of fall into that to be like, all right, well, it's just like the culture type thing around here. But I would encourage you definitely do not fall into that. You go into work, do your job, make a difference and in your patients lives and come home and be with your family. Like it is not that's not you're all. You don't want to dive into that for sure.
0: So the last part of the interview is the rapid fire questions. All right. So these are just fly by the seat of your pants. Quick answer. Here we go. Cats or dogs? Dogs. How do you like your eggs book?
1: I don't really eat eggs, but I would
0: say scrambled. Scrambled. Okay. With cheese, no cheese. Cheese. Cheese, definitely cheese. Okay, and what book are you currently reading?
1: I am rereading Gary vanderchuk's Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name. It's upstairs on my nightstand.
0: Is it called Crushing It? I love that book, Crushing It. He is absolutely inspirational. When you had said, work, come home, be with your families. That's what you said. And I remember thinking, and then when you put your babies to sleep, go find that thing that you like to do that can become your passion that you can pursue when you are ready to leave nursing because you've built this up for yourself. That's what I was going to say. And he says that in the book, Crushing It, that you should just Again, work your job, take care of your family, be present for the people that are close to you. And then he says, and then on the off time and those hours that you are away from your family, he's like, spend that time figuring out what you like to do. You invest in yourself. And so, yeah, I thought that was really good advice. Last night, I put my kid to bed and I came out here and I worked on some pharmacology stuff so I could get my autonomous practice license here in the state of Florida. And I was like, this is me investing in myself. I'm crushing it. I feel like I'm crushing it. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for your time, Savannah, today. And where can people find you if they're wanting to to have you kind of walk them along their personal journey?
1: Definitely. So I'm on all social media platforms, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook. I'm just getting on Twitter. My website's networthnurse.co. I just made a change in that. And I love connecting with people. So if you're remotely interested in real estate, if you heard something in here you liked, reach out to me. I'd love to connect.
0: Sounds like a plan. Thank you so much, guys, for your time. Thank you. Thank you. We are at the end of our time together. I really enjoyed the chat. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and leave us a review if you like the show. I would love to get five stars. The Dr. Nurse Podcast is on Instagram. So please follow us there for any updates on new podcasts and inspirational information to help you on your own journey. You could always message me at the Dr. Nurse Podcast at gmail.com with any career information or professions that you're interested in hearing about. And as always, thanks for listening. I want to thank my biggest fan supporter on Patreon, Kevin Pryor, for your support of this podcast. If you love this podcast and want to throw some support my way, I would greatly appreciate it. My link is in the show notes. And just a reminder, the information in this podcast is for educational purposes only, and the information should not be used in substitute for professional care by a medical provider. The information in this podcast does not represent medical or other professional advice or services.